morning, and this is what I call to mind. And therefore, we have hope. The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. Can I get an amen? Amen. His, his mercies never come to an end. Can I, can I get an amen? <laughs> they are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness, God. Would you say that with me? Great is your faithfulness. Amen. Let's worship.
God. Glory to you, God. Pray with me, would you? Oh, God, what a, what a, what a privilege to be able to be here this moment, sharing in your faithfulness. Thank you, God, for all your provisions, and I mean all of them, God. Though many were unexpected, many the world would call even tragic, God. You have a sovereign purpose in every one of them. Your ways truly are unimaginable. So we declare today, um, some of us out of joy and a sense of overflowing, great is your faithfulness. We declare today, some of us out of hope and, and faith and believing in your promises, great is your faithfulness, oh God. We worship you, praise you, and dedicate this worship service to you in Jesus' name. Amen. Please be seated. Okay. <laughs> this is like a conference found in the park parking lot, a phone. If uh, anybody's missing that, we'll uh, have it up here on the communion table uh, if it's yours afterwards. Oh, my goodness, I can't tell you how, uh, how much a privilege it is to see you. Um, for, for one thing, I've been preaching to an empty sanctuary for the last several weeks, and it is really weird doing that. And... Um, that beep, beep, by the way, was me earlier turning my mic on way too early. But we, um, we have hung for this day. And honestly, honestly, um, it is just so good to be together. Thank you. Thank you for being here today. And thank you for honoring one another by being willing to wear a mask. Um, it, it's just a service to, to other people in the room, and, and I know it's hard, hard and it's awkward, and your glasses steam up and all kinds of stuff happen, but um, we appreciate so much you're willing to do that. We're, we're not we're going to wear masks so that people who, um, so we can, you can hear us more clearly, and then secondly, people that are reading lips can, can be able to do that. But we are grateful for your faithfulness in being here. Kathy, um, we will look forward to the day when we celebrate Stan's life together. We love you. We love you and are so grateful that he's standing in glory right now, right? Stan is not hurting right now. And, uh, but it was so hard to do that in the midst of this crisis. And I know many of you experienced um, amazing experiences. You gave up very precious things to you uh, during this season. We're just gonna we're just gonna stand on that next couple of weeks especially. We're just gonna stand on the truths of God's word that that God has is large and in charge and He's sovereign over all these circumstances. So um, thank you for uh, joining us in worship. We will look forward. Our 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 prayer is that by mid July will be um, will be fully operational. But until then, I'm grateful that you have been, been faithful. Thank you. By the way, those of you who who are directing traffic in the parking lots this morning and, and greeting. And we have, um, uh, we'll come in right following our service and clean up afterwards so that the next service uh, for the uh, Oak Hill Bible Fellowship can be ready as well. And we're just grateful for all of you, you who are participating in so many ways. Just a, a couple of reminders. Um, as you leave, um, uh, Carol will usher you out the door. Just as a part of our trying to be responsive to everyone's needs, we won't be having coffee. We won't be, be you don't see any hymnals or, or papers in the pews. Uh, team will come in and wipe down every, every pew and the restrooms, which are in back. I, it's weird for us to do that. You guys don't know that, but uh, 
Austin and Anna, but, but we're so used to being in our facility, we know where everything is, but we don't even know where the restrooms are in this building, right? And they're right outside the, the door, <laughs> yeah. Um, you are welcome at some point if you need to, to rise and, and use those restrooms. Um, Mid-July will be fully operational, and afterwards we'll have coffee and fellowship in the gym, immediately following our service. But, but in the next three weeks, we're going to invite you to just exit out and go out to the parking lot. Our Sunday school classes will still be happening online, and, uh, and uh, Kristen set up the, the leads for that. If you don't, don't have them, uh, stay in the narthex afterwards, and then we'll, we'll get you to the right Sunday school class. But um, for the next three weeks, we're going to continue to, um, to process this thing together and, and trust that God is going to meet us in our time of need. I do want to say that part of God's faithfulness for us we learned that uh, we could never have done this in the two weeks that we, we originally thought we were going to have to move. And, and so even in, in tragedy, you know, um, God, God brings blessing, right? And, and, uh, and so that just, that just makes me want to trust him more. I would say if, um, if, if there's a special way that, that um, we, we pray for you as you navigate these incredible, unprecedented days, um, we would be honored and privileged to do that. Um, um, if you would, help us. Um, you heard my phone beep just, just a moment ago. Put that on silent. And, um, and, but if you would text your name uh, to area code 812-457-9509. We'll, we'll see if we can crash our, our um, system here real quick. <clears throat> text your name, and then if there's something that we can pray for you, uh, if you have a special need, and we would love and be honored to do that. Some of you are back from the mountains. Uh, love the pictures. Look forward to having a slideshow on that next week. Maybe uh, uh, it sounds like it was an amazing time. And nobody got eaten by bears. That's always a good thing. It's a plus. But we are um, we're blessed to have you back with us and uh, to look forward with joy to the balance of the summer. You know, um, you, we're having to depend a lot online, so I encourage you to go, go to our website on a regular basis. Kristen will keep us updated on things that are going on there. There's bulletins, actually, that, that are online. You can see what's coming up. You can read what's going on in the lives of people. You can see the calendar and the prayer list, and, and, and Lord willing, participate in whatever way God would allow you to do that. Uh, just a uh, reminder that there are also midweek classes going on on Wednesdays, uh, some groups on Tuesdays, some on Thursdays. Um, we just really, really encourage you to stay connected. If anybody struggles with, um, with Zoom or trying to get on to one of the classes, just let us know. We would be glad to coach you and, and show you how easy it is to, um, to join us. And, and we just look forward to maintaining community uh, on Zoom while we're apart. Uh, next Sunday is Father's Day, and so we will look forward to celebrating that uh, together. Um, uh, if you have pictures, it, now the deal is apparently that if you do not volunteer pictures, then, then Wicked Lady behind me goes online and, and chooses, and, 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 and she, is, she is not uh, invulnerable to messing with you, right? So, so I, the, the, the best thing is just to choose a picture and send it, it to her. Uh, send it to us at the office. You can send it to that phone number, 9509, or you can send it directly to Kristen or me. We, we would uh, look forward to seeing those. 
uh, and we'll look forward to worshiping together at the same time. One of the tricks for us in a new time, and thank you, by the way, that's another concession that you made is to come earlier. We switched our Sunday school and, um, and our worship service times so that the, the church that is renting space to us here can be in their regular time at 1030. Thank you for doing that. But um, next week, we'll look forward to being back together. And, and please feel free to invite people. This is, this is a new world, and people's hearts have changed and different things. So we're going to navigate this together, but feel free to invite the people who are comfortable coming out and to join us then. I think there's one more announcement I wanted to share with you before we um, return. Oh, I think it's just about, it is just about um, our, our theme for this summer. Um, we, we were planning on doing a, a series on the Psalms, but we have been through such amazing experiences together um, that, that we wanted to shift gears and just think about the unimaginable nature and character of God. The God who is sovereign over our situation, our circumstances, and who's sovereign over every aspect of our lives. And so beginning today, Chad's going to open God's word for us and introduce the theme. I just want to invite you to drink deep over these weeks of the nature and character of God. And Lord willing, by the time that we are done with this series, we will be done with the COVID. That was that first statement of faith. And uh, Lord willing, um, God will restrain it and uh, keep uh, any kind of second or third wave from coming back and, and attacking us again. We want to we just think deeply about who God is, what his word has said is true, and, and especially about what the end game is, right? What the end um, result is. Can you imagine what that would be like, Kathy, to stand with Stan uh, worshiping God together? Can you imagine what it would be like to know how God's hand was being every step of our way. Can you imagine glory and honor and, and privilege of his presence um, as we stand together with him? Would you stand with us right now? Let's think about that together. I can only imagine what it will be like when I walk by your side, I can only imagine what my eyes will see when your face is before me. I can only Surrounded by your glory, what will my heart feel? Will I dance for you, Jesus? When all of you be still, will I stand in your presence? Or to my knees, will I fall? Will I sing hallelujah? Will I be able to speak at all? Thank you. 
Today's scripture reading comes from the book of James, chapter 4. I'd ask that you continue to stand while we read this. Uh, James, chapter 4, starting in verse 13. I'll give you just a moment to get there. James says, Come now, you who say, today or tomorrow we will go into such and such a town and spend a year there and trade and make a profit. Yet you do not know what tomorrow will bring. What is your life? For you are a mist that appears for a little time and vanishes. Instead, you ought to say, if the Lord wills, we will live and do this or that. As it is, you boast in your arrogance. All such boasting is evil. So whoever knows the right thing to do and fails to do it, for him, it is sin. Thanks be to God for his word this morning. You may be seated. You pray with me? Oh, Father, we thank you for this morning, uh, this rainy Sabbath morning that uh, is so beautiful because we get to spend time uh, together in worship. Uh, what a gift. That is something that we took for granted for so, so long, God, um, and is such a gift to be able to be together um, with the body of Christ uh, on Sunday morning for worship. Um, God, we just ask that you'd be present with us this morning, that you would be with us as we, as we open your word together. God, I just ask that, that um, the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of, all of our hearts would be pleasing to you, O oh God. We love you and we thank you for, for Jesus. We pray this in his name. Amen. So this morning, 
Uh, as Dave said, we're starting a new series called Unimaginable. And uh, over the next several weeks, we're going to be talking about the fact that there's this sovereign God, this God who is in control of everything. Uh, there's, there's nothing he's not in control of. He's in control of the universe. The God of the universe has an unimaginable plan for my life, for your life, for the life of his church. Um, when you break that down even further, saying that the God who is in complete control, complete control of the universe right now, as, as we sit here, he's doing all these other things at the same, same time that he's right here with us. That same God is in control of your life and my life and has a, has a plan for it. So today we start with our passage in James. Um, and James, who is not known for sugarcoating things, uh, talks about the plans that we have for ourselves versus the plans that God has for, for us, which is a topic I'm very, very familiar with uh, in, in my own life. James says, you know, you say that today or tomorrow you're going to go do this, or you're going to go do that. You know, we have these plans for things that we want to do, that we're going to do. Um, but James says, in, in reality, you have no idea what you'll be doing today. You have no, no idea what you'll be doing tomorrow. And you have no idea what later today will bring, and you have no idea what tomorrow will bring. And in fact, you have no no idea what any day will bring. And for some of us in this room, that's been proven to us in a very big way. For many of us in this room, I would say for all of us in this room, given what we've been through in the last few months, that's been proven in a huge way. You have no idea what God has in store for you today. You have no idea what God has in store when you walk out those doors here in just a short time. So we owe it to ourselves to ask, does the idea that God is in control and not us, does that upset us or does it, does it comfort us? And that's a real, real question. So I have a secret that I'll share that's just between you and me and the whole internet. Um, it doesn't always comfort me. It doesn't. I wish it did. I like my routine. My routine is comfortable. I'm used to it. When I'm in my routine, everything is okay. Everything is fine. I know what to expect. But why is that? Why would I be more comfortable doing mundane things than walking hand in hand with God? When I say that out loud, it doesn't make any sense at all. But it's because of something that C.S. Lewis said in The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe that has become like this mantra for, for my life at times that God, God is good. He's extremely good. He's unimaginably good. He's not safe. He's not safe in the, in the human sense of the word safety. And and what I mean by that is that God never promised that he'll keep us inside our comfort zone. In fact, Jesus made it quite clear to, to, to the disciples and to us that if we follow him, we will for sure not be inside our comfort zone. Jesus said, if you're going to follow me, you must take up your cross daily. 
And I don't know about you, but my comfort zone doesn't involve a cross. If we follow Jesus, we'll be someplace better than our comfort zone. We'll be right by his side. And at times that doesn't seem better than our comfort zone. Um, and I'm hoping that through God's word this morning and through this series of coming weeks, that we'll, we'll all get to a point where we understand that being hand in hand with Jesus is way better than any comfort zone we could ever create for ourselves. But the fact is that many of us, I would say most, most all of us, don't, don't enjoy change. Um, uh, several weeks ago, I say several weeks ago, it's been a few months ago now, um, I had to take a trip up to Chicago for work, and then on the way back I had to make a stop in Indy, um, and when I got up to Chicago, uh, they were talking about, about coronavirus and they were starting to take precautions. A few people were wearing masks around the city. I was right in the middle of the city. And then I was there for a couple of days. I went down to Indianapolis and everything in Indy was pretty normal. And on Thursday or Wednesday or Thursday that, that week, uh, they shut down uh, school systems in Avon because they had a couple of infections. Um, and by Friday, when I left Indy, uh, the whole school system was shut down, and the business that I was working at was shut down. And by the time I got back to Evansville the following week, our schools were shut down, and then I began working from home. So for someone who doesn't enjoy change, there was a lot of change in a very short amount of time, and it was, it was scary. I was scared. Many of us were scared. Some of us continue to be scared. I get that. I think God gets that too. But, you see, it went completely against my routine. Because when I'm in routine, I have this perception, and I want to underscore that word perception, that I know what's coming next. You know, at work I use a program called Microsoft Outlook that you may be familiar with. It's an email program. And on the right side of my Outlook window is my calendar, and it shows me the next appointments I have coming up, the next meetings I have. So I know what's coming next, right? right. I always know what's coming next, because surely nothing could happen between now and the time I have that meeting in two hours. I just look at my calendar, right? When I'm with God, I have no idea where he's going to take me or what he's going to do. And that's why my routine seems so much more comfortable, because I know what's coming. I know what's coming. God, I don't know what's coming. Our scripture last week was Micah chapter 6, verses 6 through 8. In the very last verse, in verse 8, Micah says, He has told you, O man, what is good. And what does the Lord require of you but to do justice and to love kindness and to walk humbly with your God? That idea of walking with God. What James is saying in our our passage this morning, don't kid yourself by thinking that you're in control. He's saying, Chad, it doesn't really matter what what your calendar says. It doesn't matter what meetings you have coming. It doesn't matter. You're not in control, Chad. You were never in control, Chad. God is in control. And praise God for, for that. So how do we align ourselves with God's plan? How do we align ourselves with this idea that walking, with hum, walking humbly with our God is, 
is, is the best place we could possibly be. Even though we don't know what's coming next, it's the best we could possibly be. As Micah says, how do we walk humbly with the Lord? Well, I think step one, one is we have to anchor ourselves. And so let me explain myself for, for a minute here. Paul says in Ephesians chapter 4, verses 11 through 14, he says, And he gave the apostles, he's saying, God gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the shepherds and teachers, to, to equip the saints for the work of ministry, for build, building up the body of Christ, until we all, we all attain to the unity of faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God, to mature manhood, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, the fullness of Christ so that we may no longer be children tossed to and fro by the waves and carried about by every wind of doctrine, by human cunning, by craftiness and deceitful schemes. Paul's saying, anchor yourselves in the Lord so you're not tossed about by everything that comes your way. And I don't know about you, but I feel this now more than ever. I mean, there have been times where I've felt it, but I feel it now really strongly. It seems daily that we are buffeted about some new development in the culture, some new thing that's that's happening. Um, you know, it was it was coronavirus, and, and and that was scary, and then and then it became racial issues, which are huge, and so so all of these things are. I mean, you can't diminish them, and so we're. We're, we're just being bombarded on all sides by, by these constant, huge cultural and spiritual issues. They're spiritual issues. And Paul says here in Ephesians that God gave the, the body of Christ, apostles, prophets, evangelists, shepherds, and teachers. He gave us, he gave us people with gifts so that the body can be built up so, so that we, we can be anchored, so that we won't be tossed around by everything that gets thrown our way. And I know if you're anything like me, on any given day, all kinds of things get, get thrown your way. And I don't know about you guys, but I'm, I'm worn out. I'm worn out. I'm worn out from watching people be nasty to each other in the media, in social media. Um, I'm worn out from watching the body of Christ be torn up by some of these issues. I'm worn, worn out from from worrying about friends who are sick. I'm, I'm worn out about the constant news of the world that's just constantly fl- flowing in. And that doesn't even scratch the surface of the stress and anxiety of having a job and being a husband and a father of three, three kids. And so sometimes this being worn out leads me to snap at people when I shouldn't. It leads me to be stressed out about things that are not a deal. Um, it leads me to make things ultimate that are not ultimate. Um, in the book, The Fellowship of the Ring, uh, J.R.R. Tolkien, his character Bilbo Baggins, describes the way he feels as being thin, butter scraped over too much, much bread. Mm-hmm. That, that resonates with me, this current season. But in another book... Uh, written by God, uh, there's hope. There's lots and lots of hope. God's word says that if, if we anchor ourselves in him, we inherit his strength. 
And if we reach up and we take his hand, then we'll have to spend our lives being worn out because we inherit his strength. I want you to hear hear this. I really, really want you to hear this. If, If you are worn out this morning, Jesus says that you don't have to be. He has an unimaginable plan for your life that is all about peace in this storm. We don't have to be worn out. We don't have to feel that way. In fact, I'd say God doesn't want us to feel that way. And so, if we're going to anchor ourselves in the Lord, I think think there's two things that we have to do. And the first one is we have to listen. If we're going to walk humbly with God, if we're going to anchor ourselves in Him, we have to listen to Him. Church, it's imperative that we listen to Him. And so what does that mean? Well, how can we hope to hear from God if we're not spending time in His Word and time in prayer? The two primary ways He communicates with us. Jeremiah 29, 11 through 13 Many of you are very familiar with these verses. says, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. Then you will call on me and come and pray to me. And I will listen to you. And you will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. When I, when I read that this morning, I hear God says, you don't need to be worn out. I've got this. In my daily Bible readings this week, in my daily devotionals, I've had a lot of readings from the story of Abraham in Genesis. And talk about somebody that God had a plan for, but also talk about somebody that spent a lot of time in uncertainty. Abraham never knew what was coming next, even to the point of God asking him to lead Isaac, the son he was promised in old age, up a mountain to sacrifice him. Now talk about uncertainty. And that's a different story for a different day that we could unpack for a whole Sunday and longer. But in Genesis chapter 18, verse 14, God says to Abraham, "Is, is, is anything too hard for the Lord? And the Hebrew word there that is translated hard, if, if you go Google that, and it's, it's a very quick Google, it has all these other, other meanings. Extraordinary, marvelous, wonderful. So if you look at it that way, God, God says to Abraham, is anything too wonderful for the Lord? Is anything too marvelous for the Lord? And incidentally, God says that to Abraham, but he says that to us this morning. In the same way, in Acts chapter 16, Paul and Timothy are on a missionary journey. And in Acts 16, it says, And they went through the region of Phrygia, Galatia, having been forbidden by the Holy Spirit to speak the word in Asia. And when they had come up to Mycenae, they attempted to go into Bithynia, but the Spirit of Jesus did not allow them. So passing by Mycenae, they went down to Troas, a division appeared to Paul in the night. A man of Macedonia was there urging him and saying, Come over to Macedonia and help us. And when Paul had seen the vision, immediately, Luke says, We sought to go on into Macedonia. 
concluding God had called us to preach the gospel to them. So we have these two examples here, Abraham and Paul, both extremely important men, both extremely important biblical figures, being put in situations where they must listen to God. It's imperative that they listen to God to carry out the plan he has for them. And so again, if we aren't daily reading God's word, if we're going to him in prayer, how are we going to hear him? How are we going to know what he's saying to us? These things are vital to living out this unimaginable plan. When you look at Abraham, when you look at Paul, those plans were unimaginable. Absolutely unimaginable. I mean, every place that Paul went, they were trying to kill him. Literally trying to kill him. I don't think any of us can imagine what that feels like right now. And so we have to listen to God, but we also have to watch for God, and we have to watch what God is doing. We have to watch what God is doing in our lives and in the lives of those around us. You know, even in the isolation that we've been in, it's been awesome to connect with some of you on Zoom and to watch on social media what God continues to do in the lives of the body of Christ, even in isolation. It's amazing. It brings hope. And when you read Paul's letters in the New Testament, they're full of him recounting all of these experiences that he had. And it's like he's replaying these things that he's seen God do in his life, in the lives of the churches he was visiting, and in the lives of other believers that he shared community with. And when we look at the life of our own church, like Dave said earlier, we were in a position where we were going to have to move all this stuff in two weeks, not the least which was all of our worship electronics and get them configured and working. Um, and, and it would have taken way longer than two weeks. And, and, and God uses a situation that made many of us uncomfortable and he uses it to give us three months to transition into a new phase. And we're able to work everything out. And, and get this, plus learn, and this is amazing to me, plus learn to broadcast our worship service online like, like we're doing right now. For those of you that can't be with us Sunday to Sunday, or those who are searching this morning for hope, and they, need, they just need to hear from God. God is good. God is really, really good. And he uses all situations. I heard John Pipe say one time, nothing is, is in vain. Cancer is not in vain. Losing your job is not in vain. Nothing is in vain. These terrible situations we find ourselves in, that are scary and that are hard. Nothing is in vain. God uses all of it. And so in addition, God proved to the entire body of Christ, I'm talking the big C church, throughout this whole thing, that it's not, not about the building. That it's, it's about the people. And, and I think people worldwide, certainly nationwide, struggled heavily with that, and, and God proved that to us through times when, when we long to connect with another over Zoom, 
you know, something that many of us had never heard about before, uh, unless you have reason to use it. But, but many of us had never even heard of Zoom before, and then we find ourselves longing for these moments weekly with our small group, with our, our, um, with our Sunday school class, uh, over, over Zoom to connect, to see one another, to, to talk. Without a building. There's a lot about our current world situation that can cause us anxiety, that does cause us anxiety. But if we sit back and we watch all the things that God is doing, that he's been doing, there's even more to reassure us that, that number one, we are definitely not in control. I did not ever plan to work from home with three children for two and a half months. I promise. Number two, two, that someone is in control, and we can trust him. We can trust him. I don't know if you've come to that place where, where you've had to ask yourself, can I trust God? But if you're there this morning, I urge you to re- really go to him and find that answer. Because you can. You can trust him. Paul says in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, He says, however, as it is written, what no eye has seen, what no ear has heard, and what no human mind has conceived, the things God has prepared for those who love him. Paul says, it's unimaginable what God has prepared for you. You have no idea. Just walk with him and find out. And so, lastly, I'll just say that if you find yourself a situation this morning where you're out of your death. I just urge you to grab a hold of Jesus' hand. I urge you, if you've never ever done that before, ever, then I urge you to go to him in prayer right now and ask him to begin that relationship today. Because you don't have to be worn out. You don't have to be scared. There's an unimaginable plan that he has in store for you that you could never conceive of yourself. And eternal life with Christ does not start when we die. It starts the moment we take a hold of his hand. Please, please, if you haven't done that this morning, please take a hold of his hand. And if you need to talk to somebody about that, some of us will be available afterwards, all masked up and ready to talk to you. But that's what he longs for. He longs to walk with us into this unimaginable future that he's planned for us. Will you pray with me? Oh, God, we thank you for how much you love us. You are such a good and perfect father, and you take such good care of your, your children. God, we, we have no idea what, what you have planned, even for this afternoon, even for the moment we walk out these doors. We have no idea what you have planned. And there's a side of that that's extremely terrifying. And there's a side of it that's extremely exciting and is filled with hope because we don't have to be in control. We don't have to make sure everything goes okay, God, because you are working constantly. You are, you are already into tomorrow and beyond working on things that we may not even know about yet. We praise you for the work you're already doing on our behalf, God. 
that the future is not just time frame. The future is, is a place where you already are and are working. And we love you, God, and we just ask that you give us the strength and the courage to walk with you into the future, out these doors and into whatever you have in store for us today in this world. Oh, we love you, God, and we thank you for what you've done through us, through Jesus, and we praise in his name. Amen. so much fun to, to hear um, to hear the stories of the backpack trip and uh, some of them were, were oh my goodness I've never done something so hard in all my life but for the gals who uh, ended up on top of Mount Leconte one of the second or third highest mountain in the Smokies probably on the east coast um, they were able to look down and have a perspective that they never could have imagined for you guys who are working on the Appalachian Trail, Rocky Top, and Thunder Mountain, and precipices on both sides, right? It was hard. It was hard. But God was faithful. And, and you saw things you never would have seen had you never rested. Let's step into it. Stand with us, would you? In a sense, we're standing like the guy. I love this little guy on the mountain here. We're looking over all that God has done, and we're saying... God, I didn't understand what you were up to, but I trusted you in the midst of it. And, and your faithfulness, God, gives me courage to step into tomorrow. Let's worship God who is faithful together, shall we? Standing on this mountain top, looking just how far we've come, knowing that for every step you
again, thank you so, so much for coming out. Those of you, I don't know where to look. Where's our, our, where's our internet? They're over there right now. We have three locations. Thank you for joining us on the internet. When God allows, we look forward to having you join in person. Thank you for being here today. And thank you again, all of you. I, yeah, you reminded me, Chad, the people that, that tirelessly work to enable us to be ready for this day. We're so grateful for you. Peace of Christ be we with you. Would you, would, you, would you be seated one more time? If you will wait for our ushers to come uh, release you, and then, then I apologize, but can we honor each other just by allowing uh, them to usher us out, going all the way out to the parking lot. When you're in the parking lot, you're, you're free to do whatever the Lord would lead you, but um, honor one another, you would, by, uh, by allowing them to usher you to the parking lot. And we will look forward to seeing you next week. Lord willing, uh, on Father's Day, celebrating a good, good father together. Peace of Christ. Because in struggles on the way, but with joy our hearts can say, never